right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Uh, another uh, another episode, another installment, and I'm extremely excited. Um, like I'm I'm really excited to introduce my next guest. Um, in my book, you know, another legend, uh, but legend across the way now, legend from the Bay Area, hailing from the Bay Area, um, San Francisco to be exact. But without further ado, want to introduce you to Jason VIP. As I know, I'm Jason Villarreal. Now, welcome to the podcast, brother. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I oh, appreciate yeah. it, man. It's a pleasure, man. I appreciate it. It's a man. pleasure, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you have, you really have a busy schedule with work and, and your business and, and and being a dad and everything, but no, I appreciate you, man. Seriously. Like I said, man, when you call me, my schedule clears up. <laughs> oh, wow, man. That's, that means a lot, man. That means a lot. How was, how was your day today, man? Today is, uh, what, Tuesday? How was your day today? Today um, was good. You know, I took an extra day off to reset, and I think a lot of people need to do that. Sure, You, know, you yeah, need absolutely. a day to reset. It's the first of the month. You know, you got to reset your goals, your goals for the month, your goals for the week, your goals for the day. Um, uh, a lot of people need to do that. You need to take a day to you know, kind of reset your body and and get time for healing and then also improving yourself. Oh, most time, definitely. So what's, yeah. your, what's your process with resetting? So my thing is um, I always think about health and wealth, right? Sure. Health is uh, my main thing is make sure you get your exercise and you eat right. And you got one body, you know what I'm saying? So if you can focus on exercising, exercising nowadays has been therapy. You know, that was my that's my therapy session. There was a, a journey, you know, where you go, you know, you work out and everything. But now it's become not only a journey now, it's become a lifestyle. And it's uh, it's uh, definitely changed my life and all the different types of uh, exercise, you know, activities. You know, I'm doing, doing hiking, yoga, yoga trans- uh, transformed my life and, then, you know, making it to the gym. And then also eating right. Eating right, you got to make sure you got to eat right. Almost definitely. So. Yeah, I've always known more so the past few years that you've really kind of had that health kick on just – just doing the lifestyle change because I remember that when you first started dieting, um, you kind of inspired me. Uh, me and your cousin Jumar, Sada Jumar, uh, he had mentioned you you were on a diet. And you got to put him on something, and, and I hopped on. This is like years ago, though, bro. Yeah. But, you know, for but for the past few years, for the majority of time that I've known you, you've always been about health, and you know, health is definitely wealth for sure, man. So uh, appreciate sharing the process, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm hoping that a lot of people. My, my goal is always to um, share whatever knowledge that I have and whatever is working for me, but also, you know, what's working for me might not work for you, but you got to, sure. but you got to get out there and do something about it. You know, most definitely, man. For those just joining us, man, we're live here with Jason VIP. Uh, for those who don't know, Jason, um, candidly, man, he's, he's, he's a pillar. He's a pillar in the Bay area, you know, a pillar in, in nightlife from the early days. And, and I kind of want to kind of just rewind time, Jason, if you don't mind, and kind of talk about your, you know, your upbringing. You know, I understand you were born and raised in the Bay Area from San Francisco, right? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised in uh, San Francisco, Daly City. Sure. Representing the 415 to the fullest, man. Tell us about that. Uh, <laughs> what neighborhood you grew out of? So Crocker, Amazon, the Mission District. Ah, okay. Yeah, over there. Shout out Crocker, man. <laughs> so if you're, if you know, by the Call Palace. And all that. Uh, so Geneva Mission, Balboa, Bart, you know, so. Born and raised, never left, huh? Born and raised, man. I'm still I'm still around here. Now I'm working for the city. So, uh, so I got one of those iconic jobs where I, you know, I drive the bus. So that Muni bus driver is an iconic job for, for San Francisco. Man, shout out Muni one time. <laughs> Jeez, okay. So, yeah. Perfect. And um, so grew up, grew up on Crocker. Um, 
and I knew that you were at, at a young age was was kind of like doing music and and kind of DJing, kind of your thing. So from the gate or what? Yeah, yeah. So I started off in the uh, the DJ game. Sure. And talk about it. Back in the early '80s, in the '90s, and there's there's videos and documentaries about this. Daily City was big on mobile DJ crews. Right. So uh, my older brothers were in a DJ crew called Second to None. Second to None was one of the biggest crews out here in the Bay Area. Hey, shout out Marcus uh, Zola. <laughs> Chris Palacio one time. So Chris Palacio, definitely legend in the game. Uh, you had other crews like Spintronics, Rhythm in Motion. Um, there was uh, SBC. You know, I was in Divide and Conquer with Steve Alday over there. So I came, I came up from the upbringing of DJs. Uh, remember back in the eighties, nineties, um, there was there was gangs, yeah. There was gangs, gangsta rap, and that uh, that was big. But also as big as that, if you weren't in the gang, you were definitely in a DJ crew. You know, even if you had a little side crew with two or three of your friends from school, or you were one of the bigger crews. So like, that's where uh, I came from, and from there I started learning everything from the industry. From there, you know, like uh, as far as radio the nightclub industry, the business of the nightclub industry, audiovisual, um, and just kind of branched out and then doing my own company. And um, yeah, that's that's like the the biggest thing was the the mobile DJ scene. I would say that's been a heavily influenced um, part. And it's a lot of, and, and a lot of uh, other people that are in the industry too. Sure. So what would you say, first and foremost, how old were you when you first started DJing and and who or what got you into the craft of DJing? Okay, so I remember, I, I think it was eighth grade. Eighth grade, I had a bunch of just my close buddies and said, hey, you know, we've been going to these house parties. There was a, you don't know, in the Bay Area, there was a house party every Friday, Saturday. Which house party are you going sure. to? And that's where DJs showed up. And I would show up and like with my friends and say, man, dude, we gotta, we gotta start our own DJ crew. You know, and then my brothers were in the crew and uh you know i started you know I, I wanted to get all my stuff together i wanted to get records mixer and turntable and then i started my little crew and then i joined a, a bigger crew and and then just kind of blew up from there i think it was 14 15 my dad we were doing all these house parties cotillions weddings and then you know at 16 i wasn't even 18 yet that's when i had like my first club gig you know, I was, I was getting wow. experience to the club already. Like, man, they're going to put me on the club and I got to go sneak in. <laughs> I got to go in there before it opens, before the security guards show up and just kind of wait. You know, I would do, you know, like the opening slot, but it was a it was a great experience. And then we would do, I don't know if everybody remember, like uh, promoters would actually have to do everything. They would have to find a venue, get the DJ crew, get their own security guard, flyers, everything. It wasn't like you were at the club where it's all set up. They had to go get everything. And they ha- they got our crew. And if they had to get our crew to do the setup and the sound and lighting, they were like, all right, well, you got to get our DJs too, some of our DJs. And then they would get like, you know, like the big headliner DJs back in the days. There was like, you know, like Jazzy Jim. There was Rick Lee, Majestic Chris, you know, like um, – a lot of those DJs that are still in the game today, which is which is uh, really weird, you know. <laughs> like, man, these guys have been doing it for so long right now. Man. Absolutely. And you said so. The first crew you rolled was that, was that second to none. No. So um, what happened was uh, I joined Steve Alday and Divide and Conquer. My brothers were in Divide sure. and Conquer, and then they kind of they kind of left and they went to second to none. And then I was thinking about, hey, maybe I should go to second to none. 
But then I was like, wait, I kind of wanted to build my own name. Second to none was huge. So they had Chris Palacio already. They had a, a bunch of DJs already all set up, and they were doing all the big parties. But I felt like, if, you know, um, if I went there, it would have took me a while to kind of get to the, you know, to the front. It's just like, you know, if you're in a, uh, like in a football team and you're the third string and they already got a starting quarterback, you ain't never going to see your playing time, right? right, right. So, <laughs> so you better go play in another team that you're going to make sure you're going to be the starting quarterback, right? So that's what I did. I just stuck with uh, Dividing Kong, but I learned a lot from uh, Steve Aldea because Steve Aldea was a, a veteran DJ, um, great on the on, great on the mic and MC, and and then he introduced me to a lot of other DJs. Uh, I remember Majestic Chris was living at his place, so I would learn a lot from Majestic Chris. Uh, and then my crew, um, we had uh, I had uh, my boys, but one of my boys was uh, DJ Tico who's a big time producer right now. And he was our, our battle DJ. So I learned a lot from him. But during that time, man, we were in the golden era of DJs. We had, oh, yeah. we had invisible scratch pickles, man. Mm -hmm. We had supernatural turntable artists, you know, saying with realm and, um, Swift rock, uh, rest in peace of Swift rock right there. You know what I'm saying? We had a lot of crews out there and the Bay area was becoming to be the Mecca the mecca of DJs, you know, people was, I remember Vin Rock was coming out here because, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he wanted to do triple track DJs with, with Shortcut and Apollo. So it was, it was there as like, man, there was, there was a lot of motivation and inspiration. I would say a lot of inspiration because a lot of these DJs, these big time DJs, they're Filipino DJs, man. So, you know, Absolutely. Right? so, and man, you know, like, man, we ain't playing basketball forever. <laughs> so I was like, we looked at the DJ when DJ Kubert was winning with Mix Max and Mike and Apollo. So that was, it was huge in the Bay Area. And, and there was like a point where like, yeah, it was getting oversaturated, but also it, it made it fun for the Bay Area. It was a movement. It was definitely a movement for DJs. So, so let's talk about just the timeline because I'm really big on timelines here. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. when you started G DJing, are we like mid nineties? Yeah, this so point? mid to late. So ninety five, ninety five is when I started. Uh, ninety five is when I started, and then uh, I was doing a lot of high school parties, and then um, like ninety nine, call like I was in college. That's when. Um, that's when I started getting into promoting, ah. you know what I'm saying? So awesome. I Here wanted to, I wanted to expand my name. So, and I thought like, you know, DJ, you know, a lot of clubs already had their set DJs. So I felt like, man, the only way I'm going to get my shout out is uh, I got to throw my own parties and my parties had to be big in order for my name to come out. So then that's, that's when, uh, we got an opportunity, uh, uh club accents in San Ramon. Um, yeah, shout out club access so, it's my first club right so, there oh yeah yeah so um you know this was this club out there in san ramon and we were having an 18 overnight uh, i think our only competitor was uh uh platinum wednesdays and they were doing huge mm -hmm. they were getting like 1500 people 2000 people at their party and me and steve and the crew were like look dude if we want to get our name out there we gotta throw a party and we got to do it out here because we can't do it in the city. They already had they already had something going on. So San Ramon, and if you don't know, San Ramon back then was all old retired people. There was nobody live like our uh, uh, like our age living out there. So when we had a club out there, they wanted to shut us down every week. They were like, "No, nah, we, we can't. Yeah. We can't have this club out here, man. You guys are bringing too many kids out here." 
you know, it's like, but we, we, we made it happen. And, you know, in the summer of, I think 2000, we was, uh, yeah, we, nah, man, we were kind of scared at first. The first month was like two or 300. Then all of a sudden, dude, we were getting like 1,500, 2,000 people, right? We had that for two years, almost two or three years consistent. You know what the crazy thing was? I was working at Sun Valley Mall when, you know, when I was like 18, 19. Yeah. And I was working with your cousin, shout out Jumar, one time. And after work, it, it would be like routine for those nights. After work, you know, we'll, we'll shut the booth down because I was, I was working in, in a cell phone game. <laughs> And we go to we go to Access, yeah. we go to Club Access, and I wasn't even twenty one at the time. I like just turned eighteen. Yeah. But I remember running up in there, getting the twenty one and over wristband. You know about <laughs> you know about that. Cause I don't, I don't think you were twenty one yet, right? You no, were like I was twenty. I, I wasn't even twenty one. Yeah. I'm promoting this club at exactly. nineteen, and I was honestly like I was making more money than my parents. Mm -hmm. Like this, I was like Facts. I was making stupid money. Sure. <laughs> like, like right, stupid money. You know, at, at 19, 20 years old. Um, that kind of blew it up. And we're like, San, if people don't know, San Ramon's like about an hour away from San Francisco. So, but we wanted to re, we wanted to tap out, you know, like to the crowd that's out there. People that was living in Vallejo, living in the 209, it was more closer to them to go drive all the way to the city. And let you guys know, man, we did this on a Thursday night. Bro, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Thursday night. Listen, for those that don't know, San Ramon, it's, it's suburbia. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. suburbia. Now it's now you, you have a lot of tech companies there and um, just a lot of just a lot of business parks that are opening up, especially off of, you know, Bishop Ranch. But yeah. but for those that don't know, Club Access was right off of Crow Canyon Road mm -hmm. in in a plaza. It's in a plaza. It's in you, a plaza. You go there today. That The club is not there no more. It's no. like it's like a Togo's and a sub or a subway right there or something. But um, yeah, we had that, you know. For for a good couple of years, and then but it was like, it was a good couple of years. It was a it was a great a couple strong, years, strong solid you know couple years. But like I said, the city really wanted to shut us down, and you know the odors got caught up, and you know they they lost their liquor license. Once they lost their liquor license, hey, shout out to Lee by the way. So, <laughs> shout out to Lee was the owner, right? Yeah, yeah he shout out to Lee. Lee. So um so once they lost the liquor licenses, that's when I kind of dipped out. Yeah, so I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna make any more. I don't even know how many more people are coming in, and I think we kind of just ran its course. We're like, sure. you know what, it's cool. And then at that time, I broke up with my crew. I think it was just time for me to separate. You okay. know, like, you know, like you get the boy band and the one person just needs to go break out and do his own thing. Right, yeah. So I just needed to break out. And then there was a lot of promoters stepping up in the game. And there, and um, at that time, I was like, all right, cool. So this is when Mission Rock was huge. So Mission Rock and then a lot of promoters started promoting again. There was like this wave of promoters that were doing parties at different, different yeah, clubs. Yeah, yeah. So I'm here at 20. I'm not. These clubs are 21. I'm like, I'm like using my brother's fake. I'm his, uh, my brother's ID. I'm using my brother's <laughs> ID yeah. to go get in the club so I can go and DJ. Now that, and then at that time, um, I started doing uh, radio. I did. Mm -hmm. I got into radio. I got into 102.5 Kdon yeah. over there in Salinas. So they covered the uh, Central Coast. So you, were you a mixer or you on air? On uh no no so I was the uh was it the, the mix show DJ got they it said the mix show DJ yeah, yeah. so I always tell people this story so so K Don is part of Clear Channel Clear Channel kind of pretty much runs all the radio you know mm -hmm. they had KMEO and Wild Night for a Night in the yep. area and then um uh thanks to Razor Rob and Steve Aldea they gave they they gave me a chance to go on the mix show we had the mix shows I think Friday Saturday right and then um. 
So I, I did it. Honestly, I did it for the free records. Back then, DJs, we still had to pay for records, man. And th this wasn't cheap, man. So you're talking about like 8 to $10 a record, right? Uh, but if you were part of the radio roster, all the record labels would give you all these records for free. So that's kind of why I kind of did it. And then they're wondering, well, why were you doing it all the way over there? Well, I wanted to expand my market. I was already doing all these gigs in San Francisco. Now let's talk about Kadon. Kadon is based out of what uh, what city, county? What, so that's what uh, that's a Central Coast. So Salinas, Monterey, Santa Cruz. Got it. Get a little bit of San Jose. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. So like my friends in San Jose were like, oh yeah, we can hear you. You know. And yeah, I think about back then, you actually had to tune into the radio. You, you know, this this one streaming. There wasn't no iHeartRadio. Nope. nope. <laughs> right. Or going online or anything. Yeah. And I tell people like. Uh, so in our mixes, uh, we would do pre-recorded mixes or live mixes, whatever you want. You know, if you wanted to do a live mix, you would have to drive down there. Most of us, you know, we were Bay Area DJs doing it over there. So we we actually pre-recorded and we would burn it on a CD. But back then, the file was so big, you couldn't transfer it online. You, you had to put it on a CD and then mail it, you know, and then it would play it over there on the radio. You know what I'm saying? So, but then, and then if you wanted to DJ there live, you could. So and that's kind of what I did. Sometimes I would DJ there live, but if I was driving out there for two hours, I would do the whole. I would do the whole night. I would DJ the whole four hour show, live show, you know, and do that. So, so that's when I got into the, you know, like the radio industry. I started learning a lot more in the radio industry. So I went from mobile DJing, you know, and then the nightclub, and then learning about the radio industry, you know. So I was tapping in everything, you know. And there was a point where, like, you know, I was trying to go to college for radio broadcasting. And I was like a point where like, hey, man, you know, I think this is my calling. But when I got into the nightclub, I got into more business operation. So, then, so I got I did more. I did. I went to college for business, business management. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, there's a lot going on right there, man. So this is <laughs> this is early 2000s because I remember Kelly's Kelly's Mission Rock. Yep. Which was incredible back then. It was Mission Rock. Legendary. There was Snowdrift. Snowdrift. Shout him uh, out. Shout him out. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, Glass uh, Cat. Dude, the Sound Factory. Sound so Factory. I had yeah. to do the Sound Factory. Uh, there was clubs in San Jose that I did. That's why I, I you know, when I was doing K Don, it kind of widened. Like people were listening to me out in San Jose. They wanted me to go out there, but I want uh, people to understand that uh, this was the transition from um, vinyl to CD. Right. Mm, yeah. I was still carrying a bunch of vinyl, like like three, four crates. Talk to him. And um DJs DJs weren't getting paid that 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 much. I remember it was like maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty an hour. And a lot of these promoters wanted to get, you know, one DJ for every hour, right? And I'm all like, bro, man, I'm like and then I would have three gigs in one night. So I had to be in three places and one, I would start my night like in San Jose. So I would start in San Jose, DJ, come up to San Francisco and DJ another club and then probably end at another club that would op that would stay open till four, like Mission Rock. Mission Damn. Rock stayed open till four. Right. So, and you know, they would do hour slots and stuff like that. So, but once uh, we started transitioning to uh, CDJs in Serato, I was at this point, like, telling promoters, like, man, that's two-hour minimum, or just book me for the whole night, you know? So, so I don't have to, like, travel so many places just to just to make uh, more money. You know, where was your, uh, where would you say was your was your primary residency at in the Bay at that time? Uh, let's see. When you're doing the three, four-hour 
So I Slots. did, I did, I did have Mission Rock. There was these uh, promoters, uh, C4 Production. There, there was always like a, a, a like DJs. There were certain DJs with certain promoters sure. all the time, right? Shout out C4, man. I remember so, them. Yeah, yeah. So oh, you know, yeah. like if there was, uh, I know, like um, Universal Hype and Blue Fizz over there with Roy, uh, with Royce and Randall and Alex. They had their set DJs, you know. They had a sick lineup. They had the they had the platinum DJs. They would get like someone like Shortcut. Mm. And I was like, man, cool, you know what I'm saying? But they had their set DJs, uh, you know. And then I was working with, with certain promoter groups that had their set DJs, and I was one of them, you know. So, um, and then I did um, I did Sound Factory with this one company called uh, Synergy, and okay. they were huge. Synergy was huge. They they would have two three thousand people at the Sound Factory. Crazy. So I would do the hip hop room with uh, with Rick Lee. So they would hire Rick Lee in the hip hop room. And I would shout just, out shout out Rick Lee man one time. Yeah, dude, that's a legend in the game right there. Dragon big, style, big legend in the game. You know, he's the first one to actually that that I saw CDJs. He brought out the CDJs when I was DJing at um at the Sound Factory hip hop room, and he showed me the CDJ. He popped in the CDs like, and he had this whole list. And the one thing that sold me is that dude banged on the CDJ and it did not skip. Huh. And and then he was showing me how he was scratching on that. And I was like, dude, that's a game changer. I went like, I think the next week I bought a pair. <laughs> and it, it wasn't cheap, man. For sure. <laughs> and um, and then people were converting all their vinyls into, uh, you know, into CDs, you know. So that was like the transition there. And then, you know, then a couple of years later, Serato came and that kind of, Serato was the uh, program that everybody was doing it, you know. Yeah, Serato came out, what, 04? 04 or something. Not 04-ish? Man, uh, I remember when it came out, man. One of my one of my idols was DJ AM. When I used to see DJ AM, and he had it, and mm. what, what you can do with it. Shout him out. I was, man, I was blown away. I was like, what? Uh, uh, you can get everything off your, like, computer laptop. And DJ AM was doing these crazy cues with all the records. I was like, man, I'm sold. To me, at least, man, you were literally one of the pioneers, man. The pioneers in the Bay to kind of structure nightlife during that era. You know, and there, there was a lot of companies. I remember Chuckles and Company. Remember them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I was DJing with uh, with Chris. Yes. He, he was the uh, general manager. He, he took up uh, as a general manager at City Nights. Mm. He brought me in for like, you know, the, I think he had a, had, he still had the booty hop parties. Yeah, hell yeah. The famous booty hop parties. Yes. He was bringing in. I would go out there and flyer. I was, I was like, you know, in this, in this industry, you gotta network. You gotta know as many people and and network as many people as possible. And I was just trying to just get my hands on everything. You know, I just, um, you know, this this is what I thought was my purpose. Like, hey man, this is where I want to do. I want to DJ. I want to promote. You know, and but. But you get caught up in that lifestyle, man. Oh, for sure. Get, for you get, sure. You get caught up in the in in that in that nightlife lifestyle, which you know, and you can either either grow from it or or it's gonna take you down. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, so. trust me. I know plenty. <laughs> I know plenty of stories that went down at Club Access. <laughs> plenty of stories. You know, just just a notable, just a notable mention, man. Like I remember being at Club Access one night, right? And this is before I even met you, mm-hmm. right? Because because I've known I've known Jay since 2000. Right. So I'm I'm at Access and I don't got like my regular crew. I, mean, I had like a coworker that that I had when I was working in Sun Valley. But there was like a birthday celebrant that night, right? And they kept shouting out Jason Villarreyes, right? Jason Villarreyes, he's in the mix. This is his birthday. Happy birthday. Woo woo. 
and I never I never knew who it was until, until I figured out it was you. But but that party though, that party was absolutely incredible and memorable, man. I mean that 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 thing was lit. Was, I'm sure you remember that. <laughs> I'm sure you remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely there was a lot of memorable parties, you know. But you know, all things come to an end. And, you know, uh, that's uh, I do hope like uh people in that era remember remember, you know, you know, when they went to those parties, you know, and that people say, Hey, you know, Back then, when I was 18, I went to Club Access. You know, like like when I said, you know, when I was 18, I went to City Nights. Yeah, you know, sure. right? For you sure. know, we were uh, hoping with one of those things, you know. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, we were doing it so because we wanted to go. Me and my crew wanted to create a bigger name for ourselves. And the only way we were going to do it, we had to promote our own parties. And I know a lot of, I know a lot of DJs out there now, they do that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to DJ Midnight out there. DJ Midnight, hey. man, he's doing big things Indeed. with DMP. So he has yes, he has two nightclubs right now, but I remember he was telling me a story like, "Look, he tried to, you know, he wanted to put his name out there and then throw a party, and then he took an L. Mm. Like, yeah, you're gonna take an L, man. You're gonna lose, you know, you plenty of L's, yeah, plenty, plenty of, of L's, plenty bro. Of L's, but but uh, big shout out to him now because he got one of you know two of the biggest things going on for him. So and he's over on the radio, and he's with the 49ers. Mm. But that's not gonna happen unless you go out there and promote yourself. You know, some people want a handout like, dude, there's no really no handout in this game, man. You could be the baddest and the, the most talented DJ. But if you don't I'll go out there and network, man, no one's going to know you, you know, and that's how it is. There's some people that that are average DJs. But, you know, since they go out there and network every night and they put their name out there and they promote whatever, and then, you know, they're getting their they're getting their shot out and their chance. You know, you know, the crazy thing is, Jay, is it's a lot easier now given social media for one, Yep. you know, cause back then it's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta run the graphics to the printer. Like you're, you're running flyers, mm-hmm. you're running flyers. And I think like AOL was like the thing back then, man, I got you know a, what I, I mean? I, I, my space was a thing back then. <laughs> I got, I got a flyer that, oh, so yeah, I understand when I said that I had a, a hand on everything, I was designing my own flyers. I had, to, I had to learn, fo- to I had to learn Photoshop. I had to talk to other promoters and their graphic designers like, hey, you know, what's the resolution? How do I do this? Uh, uh, which com- printing company am I going to? Um, like, how much am I paying for? Um, all that stuff, man. I had to do I had to do everything. And then I had to I had to take the flyers, go to the colleges, put them on. I had to create um, like then, you know, before social media, like how it is now. Then I had to create an email database. And if you had an email database of like ten thousand, wow, man, that was that was better than money. That was definitely better than holding money, because that database was that database when you emailed uh, people. Talk to him, Jay. That was that was getting talk getting to people. him, Jay. So you think about it, I got a database of ten thousand. All you got to do is count for ten percent. Uh, so that's a thousand people. A thousand people at the club. Ten Come bu- on, bro. Thousand people at the club. Ten bucks. And what, ten, so, bucks yeah. ten bucks. ahead. Come ten on, bu- bro. That's ten bucks. But now, if you if you had a special party, twenty bucks ahead. So, Let me ask you this, Jay. Back in the day, was there like two part question? Number one, was there a free before a certain time? And number two, was there bottle service back then where you can like get a table, oh, get a go. bottle? Yeah. I mean, talk to him, man. Hey, this is why I love the parties back then. Yes. Okay. First, the first question, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was always a guest list. Guest list was just, you know, definitely want to hook up 
uh, we had regular guest list, but you had to be there by 1030. There was only a certain amount of people that would go, you know, ain't no may, coming may, early, hey, bro. but they were there out early, you know, like they were there waiting at 930. Wow. And, you know, so they can get in to save, you know, 20 bucks, Sheesh. 20 bucks back then is a lot, you know, right. Oh, right. So 20, cause we were, you know, if we, if we knew that we were going to get a thousand people that night, we're charging 20 bucks, 20 bucks instead of 10. Right. And then, um, yeah, so the the guest list, and then we had a we had VIP guest list. You know, people we definitely want to take uh, take care of, and then um and then we had club courtesy, other club promoters, and other DJs that wanted to uh, wanted to come in, and then and then definitely no bottle service. There was no bottle Talk service, to him. dude. And this is why I love the club back in the day. You came to the club to go dance, to dance and meet people, not buy a bottle, stand around and look at people. And then I don't know, recite I guess all the lyrics to the words. <laughs> I'm like, it's cool, you know all the lyrics to the words, hey. man. You are doing the same thing in your car, man. <laughs> what you do in mm -hmm. your car? So yeah, this is a pre-bottle service. There's no bottle service. I don't even know when was bottle service. I would have to say it came in dude, when I was when, when I was 25. I want to say that was like dude, mid 2000s, right? Oh five, oh six, mid 2000s. Because I remember going to Vegas. I remember going to Vegas, Pure Nightclub, Jesus Palace. Shout out Pure. So, and I was like, that was my first time doing bottle service. I, I remember that night, dude, because the bottle was only 300 bucks. And was I there? <laughs> was I there for that night? 300 Jay, Jay bucks. Jay and I had plenty of trips to Vegas, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to check my friend. So, freaking. I've done Vegas. You know, Blackberry on time. So, but yeah, yeah. So, no bottle service at the club. You just try to get in. And I kind of liked it like that, man. I wish you can kind of go back just... Just go out there and party with your friends. Don't worry about bottle. Go dance. You know, you came here to listen to some music. You came here to meet people. You know, uh, yeah, meet people, get the number, whatever. You, you <laughs> get know what's the digits. You know what's crazy, Jay? Just thinking about it now, man, and just comparing, comparing the eras, right? Like, like that early mid two thousands era to now. It's a lot of spots you go to now, and and you get table service. Like no one really dances anymore when you when you get that bottle. No, you know, everybody just chills, stand stands around, and they're they're. You know, IG stores are lit. Yep. You feel that's, me? That's what it's I'm looking at. It's a rarity these days. Um, Think I, about this. You go to a club, right? You go to a club. Drace, for example. Yeah. You have more booth space to get table service over the entire dance floor. The majority of clubs, for that matter. Yeah. Even here in the Bay, man. Yeah. It's just it's just a thing now. You know what I mean? Yep. You get a bottle to be, you know, because it, it, it's convenient. Um, big convenience factor. You want to be seen. You know, you want you want to make sure that 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 social media social media platform is lit, but no one really dances anymore. No, no one's dancing. I'm 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 I, I feel you like I feel like they're performing right mm. <laughs> anymore with their bottle and in, 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 in front of their cameras. You know, uh, no, it's definitely taking over. When I there's even when I've been to a nightclub in the Philippines and their dance floor, they didn't have the dance floor nowhere. They just put a bunch of towel boy tables mm. and just said, hey, you know, like if you want. You can if you want to be at that spot, and I'm thinking like, isn't the, isn't this the dance floor? Like, no, 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 that's a reserved spot. Yeah. Just the table. There's no there's no booth or nothing. I, I, it's not like man, we just want to get in and you know, but whatever. Just or or like I had a table, but I'm saying I wanted to go to the dance floor and dance and stuff like that. But now now the whole dance floor is covered in tables, right? That's and, nuts. And I know I know things have changed because I've taken a step back from DJing. Right, I get. It's more of my younger crew. I DJ maybe once a month just to kind of just stay in tune. But I remember going with 
uh, my man Paul Styles. So shout out to Paul Styles. Man, shout out Paul Styles. So I go, he's DJing at the club. I don't want to mention clubs and stuff. And then I remember one of the promoters all like, "Hey, look, dude, we got all the tables. We got all the tables uh, booked tonight. Can you just play a lot of trap music?" And I'm like, "Damn!" So we ain't worried about people dancing. We're worried about all the people that are at the table, exactly. That are just gonna stand stand around, and pretty just much, pretty much stand around and hold their drinks or hold whatever. That's it, and just kind of just dance on the table. I was like, man, that's how it's changed. I'm like, you're telling the DJs now we got to cater to the people that are at the tables now that just want to listen to this, not like, oh, what about the people that came here and buy drinks at the bar that come here and want to dance? Do you play trap? I play a little bit. I got a little set. So I think all DJs should um be diversified you know diverse right diversify their music like you might not be a trap dj but you should at least have at least a 20 minute set of it for sure right you know what i'm saying so like if you were at a club you never know that club that you were supposed to do that was probably like top 40 that all of a sudden like a, a crowd of like trap music want to come I'm like cool all right i got some trap music I'm, I'm gonna play about a 20 minute set 20 minutes is good good enough you know what i'm saying and then kind of mix out of it if you can you know, if you need to go back into it, go back into it a little bit later, but just kind of mix it out. It all depends on the crowd all the time. And based on that crowd, when you're playing trap, I mean, are we really, are we really like in the dance floor? Are we just like standing around with I our think, bottles and just chilling? I think most, a lot of people are just standing around. Unless you're at a pool party. I don't know about me, but if I'm drunk at a pool party, I love that trap music. I'm there in the, I'm in the pool kind of just dop, you know, bobbing my head, my body, you know, to that trap music, you know? So, but it just all depends on the person. But I just see people, a lot of days just kind of, hanging around i want to i like to see more people dancing oh for sure <laughs> for sure right? no trap i mean certain certain venues kind of cater to that genre of music right oh yeah and and i frequent vegas quite a bit mm. and i go to quite a few spots quite a bit and there, there's these certain like pockets these certain pocket spots that just play all trap yeah 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 and if you go to atlanta for example right um i've been a few times when you go to Atlanta and you go to a lot of these like hookah lounges, these these little smaller clubs, that's all they play is trap. Oh yeah, okay. And 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 when they squeeze in like a 15, 20 minute R and B set, everybody's still just standing around, just hanging out with their bottle. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's why <laughs> it's crazy because just just that just that whole trap foundation that trap genre with that with with the trap uh i think it just goes hand in hand right you know what i mean yeah. that's what it is i think uh there was another podcast with dj city they were just saying like straight up man bottle service ruined the club that's what they said that's just you know it's like insane. man ruined the club but it's making the club a lot of money but oh, plenty, <laughs> plenty so i'm like i'm you know they gonna they gonna keep doing it as long as the money keeps coming through indeed so let's talk about where you at man i understand that you currently have your own you know your your you're, you're part owner of, of, of a production company here in the Bay, right? So what I did, so um, when I got done with radio, um, I started working for audiovisual companies. So they got audiovisual companies at hotel properties. One of the properties, sure. one of the properties I did was the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay. Hello. So I worked uh, with this company called American Audiovisual. Um, and then I started learning about the uh, audiovisual industry. So you're talking about big conferences where they had Facebook. Netflix, Apple, they were uh, they were doing their conferences over at the uh, Ritz Carlton. So I started learning about that industry. Um, there was a I was with a crew also called uh, CB Creations, mm -hmm. and they were linked up with Monster Cable. So with Monster Cable, uh, this is when Monster Cable got the deal with Dr. Dre, the Dr. Dre Beats headphones. So we was running all the audio visual 
for all the the marketing team for the Dr. Dre headphones. Crazy. So we go down to LA, you know, we need to set up the headphones. We need to set up the step and repeat banners. Um, You know, we're going to have a little uh, interview session, you know, Dr. Dre and then all these artists are going to come through. And then, you know, then they they would have Monster Cable would have parties like at the Super Bowl, the Grammys, uh, Southwest by Southwest, you know what I'm saying? Like um, uh, all these big time parties, but we had to go over there and, and, and do all the setups for the marketing thing. And then, you know, I did all the, when I learned about the audiovisual um, industry, you know, that's, you know, I branched out to like properties. And then after that, I started realizing like, man, these guys charge a lot, a lot, like just for, I think, just like uplighting for these corporate events, they were charging like to the thousands and they weren't, they didn't care. They were just like, oh, you know, and then, you know, like they write, they just sign it off or like a projector and a screen in a, in a meeting was like $2,000 a day. And I'm all thinking like, dude, this is some ridiculous prices. That's, that's an easy bag right there. Yeah, yeah. Easy bag. Yeah. So, you know, these meetings are five, five days of the week, you know, so that's 10,000 you already made. Come on. Right? So, Come on. And I was thinking like, dude, I can start my own company and do this with competitive prices. Like I can start my company and reach out to all these small boutique hotels. Like, look, you know, I know you can't hire these bigger companies, but you could hire me as your AV company. So I wanted to set up contracts like if you had, you know, a company come in here and wanted a meeting, we can be your first call for your audio visual. You know what I'm saying? So I started setting up my own my own thing like that. So then I ended up doing a, my own crew or like my own audio visual company, my business partner, Danny. And then we called it Jason and Danny Audio Visual Services. And then I started linking up contracts, you know. And then, and the reason why I brought Danny in is because I needed help. I, I just started a new job with Muni. And they didn't give me the weekends off right off the way. So I needed, I needed coverage at first. And then, you know, we, we did a lot of events. We were doing audiovisual gigs. We were doing weddings, photo booths, um, all that. Um, and then um, Danny was busy. He was busy with his gym. And the pandemic happened. And then um, in order for my company to survive, I had to partner up with other companies. So what I did is I wanted to partner up with, with Paul Styles and nonstop boogie they were always they were always in uh, nonstop boogie production was always in the background they were they were my go-to if i needed to borrow any equipment so lando shout out to uh, lando and nonstop boogie production they're an old school crew too they were old school back in the 80s so they've been featuring in a bunch of documentaries too of uh, the mobile dj scene so um so lando brought in paul you know that's his nephew and then they brought me in and I just, I just came in more of as like, kind of like a more of a business uh, operation and, and, and an advisor, you know, with all the experience and everything I've known in the industry. And I'm just, I'm just kind of just, kind of just sticking around now, right? <laughs> just kind of sure. sticking around. So, because people still are calling me. Um, Cause when I, when I had my business, my business, I didn't have a, I didn't have a website or a uh, business card. Mine was all referrals. And with a commission. So a lot of the calls that I get right now is a lot of referrals that I've been, because I've known them for like, what, 15, 20 years in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, and people and keep calling. I remember there was a point where like, I wanted to retire. Like I was, I was talking to my boy, Andrew B, Andrew B over there in Vegas, man. So, um, and I was having this, me, I'm like, look, man, I'm thinking, you know, 
maybe not doing this anymore. He's all like, you're never going to quit. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's all, as long as people keep calling you and the money's right, yep. you're never going to quit. Right. <laughs> you're never going to leave. Exactly. And that's true because it, uh, these gigs, um, they become second nature to you. You know how to do it. Yeah. You, know, you know how to do it already. And then nowadays, a lot of people have been hiring me to um, MC. So mm-hmm. I like taking a step back from DJing and a lot of people have seen me like MC like weddings and events. So now I'm being hired more for MCs and events now. So that's, uh, that's kind of like, it's all coming like full circle. Oh, for sure. Yeah, right. So, yeah. I had the pleasure of doing, of, I had a gig, <laughs> I had a gig, well, aside, well, you know, like a, like a partner gig with, you know, with my, my cousin, I think it was like last November. Yeah. Maybe October. Sorry, I brought you on and man, it was, it was and we've never we've never like actually done like a production done an event done yeah, an event yeah, together. We, yeah, had, yeah, we had the band here, you know. We had you in the main. I was over here on the side, and man, it, it was it was it yeah, was yeah yeah. That was that was that was my first time seeing you uh, when you were describing everything. I didn't yeah. know that you were doing the ceremony setup. Yes, sir. Um, so the ceremony setup with the mics and the music, and then the cocktail hour. The, a lot of people don't know, like <laughs> man, just the whole audio visual industry. It's uh. You know, you're you're a part of the whole entire event. Indeed, yeah. And part of the whole entire event, if you get hired for everything, you know. So, um, because the company that I'm linked up with now, Paul Styles is taking it to. He's he he has a lot of energy. Um, he's passionate about the the business, and now we got like we got dance floors, up lights, LED lighting, LED LED screens, nuts, photo booth, you know, photographers. So it's like a whole package, but. Um, the way to describe it, and I, uh, this is how it is, is we are a DJ entertainment company with audiovisual services. So we're not just DJs. You know, like you say, yeah, I'm going to hire a DJ. Yeah. And then there's a DJ with like his equipment. No, man, we had the whole production going on. We got your up lights. You know, we're tra- we got your, your slideshow. We got your photo booth. We got everything all, all in one. And, and a lot of vendors like that because you just have to work with I mean, a lot of uh, you know, our clients like that because you want you only work in one vendor for everything, not like five separate vendors. Oh, for, for sure. Everything, you know, and it's NSB, right? Yeah, NSB Production or Nonstop Boogie. Shout and out then, the, uh, the the any social media pages for Nonstop Boogie. Yeah, 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 NSB Production at NSB Production or Nonstop Nonstop Boogie, and then also hit up Paul Styles. Paul Styles is one of our main guys that's just kind of running all our social media. And um and the face he's basically the face everywhere bro everywhere <laughs> you know what I'm saying if you don't Absolutely. know Paul Styles yeah man that guy's the face of uh of the company and yeah. I'm more of like I'm just more in the background man you know I handle business operations I give advice you know when uh, you know I'm older now and I have I have a I have a daughter you know hello so um me and Lando Lando from NSB we just kind of want to step back and make sure that we can make sure we have our team set up. You know what I'm saying? We're right there to just have, make sure we have all the equipment set up, the contract set up, the clients and the contacts all set up. Everything's all set up so we can send our team out there. They, they can execute if any problems, you know, uh, come in. But yeah, there's, mul- there's multiple hands in the in the enterprise of NSP, huh? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? There's, we got we got other DJs too. We, we outsource our DJs. We outsource some of our MCs. Uh, some of our MCs is Selena on the air from Wild Night for Nine. We got Julian, Julian from Moving Ninety Nine Seven. So, yeah. um, you know, we got a team of very talented people. You know, but that has just been all put together through a lot of experience. I was having dinner with Paul Salzer tonight, man. If y'all need another MC, man, let me know. 
I'm available for hire yeah. as well. I do hire. I do uh, MC events as well. <laughs> Let me know. A oh, shout out to DJ Boogie Boogie Brown, right? Boogie Brown, my man Boogie Ben Brown. Ben Ben Bastos. I went to elementary school straight here in San Francisco. Elementary school and high school with him. You know, um, so Ben is a uh, big family, and he's doing big things, man. Like this is uh, this is a guy that's just never stopped DJing. He's uh, consistently DJing, and now he's uh, with the Triple Threat DJs now, man. So, um, but the, the but, cuffing parties too, right? Yeah, cuffing party. Oh yeah, um, and then uh, very humble guy, man. Absolutely, very humble guy. So shout out to him, man. Uh, that uh, private that private party that you you had me uh, that you invited me to in Oakland. Remember over the summertime? Yeah, yeah. And, and like, the crew was there. I was like, wow. Yeah. Legends, so, bro, legends. So I wanted, uh, it was my boy, it was my boy, uh, um, uh, Bomb, Bomb, Chris. It was his uh, birthday party. He was doing a big birthday party at a rooftop in Oakland. And I wanted to make sure I, you know, I got a cool DJ lineup for him, especially for the crowd. So I ended up getting my boy, DJ Crook. Uh, shout out to DJ Crook. Uh, you can you could see him over there at the Condor in Vanity. <laughs> oh, is that where he's yeah, at? Yeah, he's, okay. he's over there too, and he does his own video, uh, you know, video production. Um, and then then I got uh, Boogie Brown. I just wanted you know like somebody with that experience, especially we, you know we grew up all in the same age, you know, so we could play that '90s and 2000 music, right? And then the homie DJ Tico was over there, and he just man, he wanted to hop on. Hopped on, man, killed like a little 15 minute like battle set. And I was like, man, <laughs> man, it took me back right there. Like how we used to rock the house parties all the time, man. But yeah, shout out to DJ Tigo for coming out to show, give a little showcase. Oh, give yeah. A showcase I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. Nah, it was a vibe, though. It was a vibe, man. Shout out to uh, Christian. Yeah, Christian. Happy, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birthday party. He dope big, man. Man, you party with us in Vegas, man. He got he, he got all the tables. Oh, for sure. He got tables, <laughs> he got bottles, he got celebrities. <laughs> Man. You know what I'm saying? Music video vixens. <laughs> Shout out to Christian one time. Yeah. So let me ask you this, man. Now we're, we're in 2022, right? I, I can't say we're slowly emerging from the pandemic because with these new variants popping up, it just it's it's almost like you know we take we take one step forward and two steps back. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about the existing climate of nightlife here in the Bay Area. Looking at today, like like where do you see it? You know, uh, just kind of just your thoughts on like just what's been the foundation today and tomorrow, just the current status. I think right now uh, it is an ongoing struggle. You thought we had like a little light, right? We're like, we're going to come back with the, you know, like the nightlight club, sure, yeah. club, club scene. You know, um, I think the, the Bay Area is definitely slowed down. You know, um, there's, I remember... Back then, there was certain clubs and promoters that set up the brand, the brand of their nightlife, you know, um, and that's what attracted that Bay Area scene. And I think that's what we need back again. But it's hard because once you start start something, get something going, it you know it fades out real quick, right? You know, um, I think there's there's certain companies that are doing it right, but uh, haven't established a a um, a nationwide brand because I remember mm. when when we were clubbing or nightclubs back in the day, if you were a big time promoter or a big time club, it was a national brand. Like, oh, you were coming to go see them, you know. Um, and I think that's what we're missing right there. 
where and, and why do you think that is? Do you think that everybody's kind of venturing off to the bigger markets? You know, Vegas, for example, like we'll come out to the to the bay. Oh, sorry, we'll come out to a to to a club in the bay in the city and show out. But do you think that the majority are kind of flocking to the larger markets like Las Las Vegas, well, Miami? You, yeah. Well, if you wanted a bigger audience, you got to go to that type of market, that nightlife market. San Francisco doesn't have it. San Francisco one will not ever will never have it because we close at two a.m. That's right, right? So we close early. Last call, you know. Do you go to San Jose? Even though it's two a.m., they're closing at one. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They want everybody off the street by one thirty. Mm -hmm. So if we don't have that nightlife to go to like four a.m. like other places, then you know it's it's already dead right there. You might, you're you're basically just going to bar, grab a drink, and you thought and the party's over, right? Pretty much, so, Pretty much. <laughs> the party's over, man. So. Random, Yo, random, um, random. I remember this one night, this one night, I think it was like a year or two back. Like I, I, I was out already. Um, I think it was at Vanity. I left Vanity. I, I'd hit you up. I'm like, Jay, what you want to do? And you're like, let's go to Harlot. Because uh, I think Romeo was out there. Yeah. Shout out Romeo Reyes. Mm. So we went out there. It was like 1 a.m. And last calls at 1.30. Yeah. And then like, you got us like, you got us a table, like a just table. right in the middle, <laughs> right? At like 1 a.m., right? So like, you want to get a bottle? He was like, Psh. Let's go. I know, right? So I'm like, and there's like four of us. I'm like, I, I'm not sure if we can finish this like within a 30 minute period. But well, see, I'm thinking, you know I mean? I'm thinking we have at least a 1:45, at least a 1:45. Oh, for sure. 1:30 comes along, like, oh, we, sure. we 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 closing down. What? 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 I just got the bottle. Right. I remember I was at the Condor with Crook, um, and these guys were visiting from New York. They just showed up at 1:45 and got a bottle. Uh. They thinking that that they're they're gonna be we are open till 4 a.m. Sheesh. Dude, the lights were on when they got their bottle, <laughs> and right. and the server is all like telling Crook, like, dude, can you play like like three or four songs? We'll get like whoever girls are left over yeah. here hooking up a couple of lad dance because they just got a brand new bottle. I'm all like, man, that's your fault for selling it to them at that time, <laughs> right? Knowing that we gonna close this early, so that's one thing that's stopping you know, San Francisco from being a nightlife city is because we, we're not out there that late. You, know? you think some venues price their bottles kind of a little too high, just kind of given given the existing climate, given the, the last call being at 130? What are your thoughts on that? I I think uh, one thing, I think all bottle prices are high. <laughs> oh, <for sure. laughs> right, right. Not unless you yeah. know the promoter, but yeah, 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 <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? No, I think they're priced out. They, they are priced out um, depending on your clientele, you know what I'm saying? Um, I remember there's this one club and I know the owners uh, over at arena. So they have arena originally arena in a uh, K town in LA. And then they, they get out arena here in San Francisco. Yes, right. Their one thing is the owner told me, he's all like, look, um, we're going to shake up the market because they're in LA. Look, they're in a nightlife city, right? We're going to do, we're going to, this is what they did. We're going to do no dress code. They didn't know dress code. Perfect. Right? Perfect, right? We're going to do everybody's free. Everybody's free. No dress code. And our bottles are only going to be 200 bucks. Mm. Man. They they have sold out every night. Sold out every night. Sold out all their bottle service. Nice. Sold out nice, all the bottle nice, service. Nice. You got to get in line there at like at 9, 9 p.m. in order to get in there by 10 because there's a limit. There's a limit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and... You know, they shook it up because everybody, everybody around that area now are looking at like, damn, these guys did this because what happened, you lost your crowd because you were charging $600 a bottle and you were charging cover. 
and you're limiting your crowd. You're like, oh, you know, you ain't dressed or you don't want this. I mean, that, that you kind of killed it right there, man. You killed yourself by doing that. So, uh, but I think uh, with bottle prices, they're priced depending on your area. You know, you can go to a bar and say, hey, I want a bottle. You know, you ain't getting, you're not at a nightclub, but you got that bottle for 200 bucks plus tax, right? And then you go to a nightclub, you know, what, what they want. They want 500, right? They want 500 plus the tax. So they're priced out depending on the setting that you're in, you know. I wouldn't, if you're in San Francisco, I wouldn't be expecting to pay $1,000 a bottle like in Vegas. No, 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 you no. You know no. what I'm saying? But remember, you're, you're paying for that Vegas experience, right? Purely. You know what I'm saying? You're paying for that Vegas experience. You know, I think nowadays, if... Man, if you don't know somebody in Vegas, you're the way to get in is you gotta you gotta get that bottle, right? Speaking of arena, safe to assume arena, K Town in Southern California, they're 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 following the same guidelines as State of California as far as last call, right? Uh yes, they are. Yes, they are. So um but now but see you, you know that, but they have their people there at nine. You know, so if you, I mean, think about it, you're a nightclub owner. Why would you limit yourself to only four hours? Why don't you open up early, right? <laughs> you know, exactly. why don't you open up early yeah. and, you know, get the DJs going and so they can um, start partying early. And then you don't have to worry about, about like uh, being over at two, you know, they might be party out by one. Just be like, no, we're ready to go home. We already did. We already did five bottles already <laughs> since nine to like one o'clock already. Yeah, right? yeah. It's funny because. <laughs> I want to say a few months ago, uh, I went out to see you because you had a, I think you opened up arena this one night. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, You opened up. Yeah. And then me and a uh, shout out hot man SF, we had, we had pulled up and we were up there in the VIP up, up with you and they actually got a freaking boba bar, a boba bar back there. Yeah. 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 They serving do boba, they, right? They do alcoholic yeah. uh, boba over there. So the good thing, see, this is what I like about the guys over there at arena um they were adapting because at first when the pandemic happened they were closed mm -hmm. so they're thinking like well you know we can people can still come over here and pick up alcohol so then they started making alcoholic boba yeah you know you go over there and pick it up when they weren't open right so you know you had to do anything to kind of stay afloat right and so now it's part of their it's part of their menu now oh. you know you can man you can do special requests what i, what I like about that is like you if you have a big if you have a big group mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you can order food in advance um, you know, wait, food. They serve. They serve food in arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Stop serve food. It. Yeah, yeah. They serve food. What are we talking about? Because they have to serve food because they do eighteen and over. So ah. yeah, so they do eighteen and over on Thursdays. So if people don't know in San Francisco. If you are a restaurant or a bar, you could have you could have underage people as long as you have that restaurant bar and you're serving alcohol. So Thursdays only at arena in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, they serve food. They serve food. They serve food on the on the weekends too. If it's like a special request, they just have it because I know I know that you know they want to show you know as part of their, as part of their license and permit that that you know that they serve food. But yeah, you, you could have. I remember like birthday parties over there. It's like yeah, we want to have food too. So they ordered like a hundred bobas. Like this guy had a big group where they had like a hundred bobas, and then they had chicken. You know, like the chicken uh, tenders and fries and. And lumpias, and man. Like Matt, let me go to arena just to just to eat, bro. And there was, there just was, to eat. There one was time. a time like so when Majestic Chris goes out there and DJ. Yes, sir. And then the the owner, I don't want to mention his name, but like, uh, but when the owners there, I'm good friends with him. I've known him since you know we grew up in the same neighborhood, the same neighborhood we're at right now. The owner over there. So, um, 
and he would order food. I feel like I'm going there just to eat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm going there. Exactly. I go there. I go to there and say what's up to Jesse Chris, and I'm like, hey, I'm an MC for you. You know, I'm going to be your hype man for like about like 30 minutes, but I'm really here for the food <laughs> <laughs> and the drinks. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, D-Ho. D-Ho is one of, one of the owners and promoters yes. of Arena. Uh, this guy, uh, you know, because he, he's a DJ, he knows what's up, dude. This, if you DJ at Arena, he has a bottle waiting for you. You don't have to worry about you going over there and grab a drink or you mm. got drink tickets. That's the boy right there. That's huh? the homie right there. Like, that's that's what's up. Like, he has a bottle ready for all the DJs. He's like, we got one bottle. This is just for the DJs and DJs' friends and yes. stuff like that. I ain't going to clubs and I got to go spend my own money for drink. Come on, man. I'm the DJ, bro. Exactly, man. <laughs> Chef. But I know, like, certain DJs over there in Vegas, because we know our, 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 our Vegas our DJs. They got out. that in their contract. No, no, what's up to my man, DJ E-Rock? E-Rock, man, always taking care of me. I've known him since I was 16 years old. We were both DJing together when we were 16, doing little house parties. But uh, that's uh, one of the homies right there that's really one of the hardest men in the industry doing uh, radio and all the headlining DJing that he does, man. But uh, E-Rock's... Iraq, man, every time I text him, he's all like, do come through. And when I come through, he has bottles like just all lined love, up, huh? all lined up yes. already. And I'm all, I appreciate, I appreciate that love. E, right on, brother. <laughs> you know, I was looking at the uh, arena, the arena lineup for the month of February. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got a you sick know? ass lineup Bro, this, this this month. I'm just, I'm just reviewing it. We got, we got, shout out to Paul Styles, shout out to DJ Lex. They're kicking the month off. Yeah. I mean, you got Jay Espinosa on there. Yeah, yeah. And they're bringing in Bella Fiasco on there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, quite a few. And we even got Brian V closing the month out. Shout out Brian V. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, good. shout out to Dio for doing this. Dude. Yes. So I know Dio was doing a lot of uh, in-house DJs and plugging his DJs. But um, I think now, man, the way they're blowing up, they, they got the capital now to spend money on these DJs and uh, bring them out and... Uh, when these DJs come out there, they're having fun, man. That place is packed, man. That oh, it place, is. The place is packed. If you go to, I, I swear, man, the one in Arena K-Town, been there a few times, man. Take me, take me, bro. Man, I gotta go. I haven't been yet. Take me, though. Man, that thing is packed already. Like, the door is not even open. They got around uh, a line around the block already, man. That's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy, right? Now, is, is it 18 over over at the arena in no, that's SoCal 21. or no? 21. 21, 21 strictly, 21, huh? 21. So... Bro, they even got an all-female DJ lineup at Arena. You see this? Oh, oh no, no, no. All-female DJs. No, that's not. That's just the hosts. I think those are the hosts. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. You you're know. right. You're right. Yeah, you're, I'm tripping. All the Sorry. Instagram hosts. <laughs> got a little excited there. <laughs> that Forgive was me. <laughs> got a little excited. Coming out there for food. Hey, but shout out to them though. Good Lord. Good God. When are you back in Arena? Oh man, I'm telling you, man, I'm slowly. Tomorrow, I am slowly <laughs> retiring, man. You Stop know it! Like, um, I'm gonna let the legend, nah, the nah, legend nah. retiring. No, nah, nah. I think like uh, with, with uh, in my perspective right now, um, you know, I'm taking a step back from DJing. Um, I do DJ once a month. I do Skylark, and I love Skylark. Skylark is over there on, on 16, 16 Valencia. Damn TFTI. So it's kind of like once a month. Yeah, every first Saturday, every first Saturday, and I love doing Skylark because it's S, a lot of SF natives. Uh, I can, my playlist can go, you know, from everywhere. So, and I love DJing like that type of crowd or music, you know. Um, and I love seeing you know, like all the locals and all my friends going out there. But um, yeah, I'm taking a step back because uh, I, you know, I'm busy with all these other things, you know, and. 
And I think with DJs nowadays, man, you got to keep up with your music. There's a lot of music out there. Talk There's, about it. There is plenty. Music, like, plenty. Like, and I remember going um, with the club with Paul Styles and, you know, listening to the DJs. I'm like, man, I know some of them songs, but I didn't know all of them songs. <laughs> right. And then some of these songs that they were playing, I was like, damn, dude, like the crowd knows every word. So I don't even know one word. <laughs> right? So, And I'm just, I guess I'm kind of showing my age, but I don't think I'm showing my age. I just showing that, you know, I'm just, you know, not as into it. And, and I think uh, other people are, uh, are able to keep up with it because they're now doing streaming. So they're streaming on Twitch. So, you know, you're, you're constantly, you know, um, updating yourself on the music, you know, as long as you, as long as you do radio, I think the, that was the one advantage why when I did Kadon, I was always, um, I was always up to date, you know, that kept me up to date every time I was, uh, yeah, for sure. I was DJing for, uh, Kadon. Yeah. But I, I, my thing is if you keep DJing, you're constantly DJing, you're always going to update yourself, you know? So let's switch gears. Cause you, you just hit on Twitch for a little bit here. Um, Cause you know during the pandemic, and you you and I were together quite a bit during during the pandemic pause, yeah. but you know I know that we you and I were kind of kind of running running a podcast, which we still have some archive files you got to put out there. But, oh man, those are like the hidden gems. The gems. Those are gonna be hidden. <laughs> the gems, but that was when uh, a lot of alcohol was rolling through. <laughs> oh for sure. But I remember that time though, Jay, uh, Twitch. Like everybody was flocking to Twitch, all working DJs and even the bedroom DJs, quote unquote, were yep. like were like flocking to Twitch. Yep. Um. What should break down? What your thoughts on thoughts are right now as far as like the existing climate with working DJs on Twitch? Because because from from what I understand, a lot are kind of flocking back to Twitch, and a lot are still maintaining and sustaining Twitch. Your thoughts on that? Because I think you kind of streamed for uh, at least a few episodes on Twitch, right? Yeah, yeah. I tried it out. I tried it out. It's only because, man, I just, you know, during the pandemic, I love DJing in front of a live crowd. I love DJing in front of I love the crowd's reaction. Um, I love, I loved it. And I, I was trying to gauge that with Twitch. Um, um, but um, it wasn't for me. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I like the live crowd. You know what I'm saying? I, it, was, it was good to do it to just kind of feel like you're kind of DJ in front of people. But I think Twitch is a great uh, tool and platform mm -hmm. for, for a lot of DJs out there that want to continue their career in DJing. Cause you can, you can use um, those videos and those clips to help promote yourself more. Other, um, other DJs needed like an extra income cause that DJing was their only income. Right. And Twitch, you know, you can get, depending on you know, all the subscribers subscribers and followers, whatever, you know, you can make a good chunk of money, mm -hmm. right, from that. Um, another way is, you know, use a way to promote yourself, you know, definitely promote yourself more uh, and then people could see. Because remember, people were, you know, in the pandemic, people were just at home. Yeah. You, know, you weren't at the club looking at for this <laughs> DJ. No. You can just put this on the background while you're working or put this in the background, you know, while you're cooking or... I remember, like, I would just, you know, hang out at my uh, friend's house, and then we would just put some, t we would just put a, uh, a DJ on Twitch and just, you know, just put him on the background. It's five out. Right, you know? So, but it's a great platform, a great tool, um, and, you know, the pandemic ba basically blew it up, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, I think there's, like, even to the point where, like, it blew up so much that it's really saturated now, really, really saturated now, you know? So... Uh, you know, you don't know which DJ to go for, which DJ you're really looking for. And, um, 
you know, there's you're doing it because you you follow a certain DJ, you know, so and stuff like that. So, but um, props to people that are keep uh, that are still doing it, you know, um, and and uh, keeping up and doing it because I know there's some DJs that's all they do. Hey, they're not at the club. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's just all they do. I mean, like, hey, man, that's if you could do it at home and get paid, cool. A lot of DJs are still like literally eating off of Twitch, man. They're still yeah. in the bag, you know, because you've got yeah. you got some DJs out there that are that that got viewers and such got, from like around the world, bro. I, w- I would crazy. say this is a great story. I'll tell the one of the best things about Twitch. Yeah. So, talk about it. uh. Chris Palacio, legendary DJ for second and none. Shout out Chris Palacio one time. He he was he was like, I'm done with DJing. He was retiring. He was like, I'm not gonna DJ. I'm done with this. And then I think either his wife or a couple of friends says, Hey, why don't you um, try Twitch? Just play, you know, play some music. And he's a he's an OG DJ. He's one of those DJs that it's just like he loves the 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 music part of it. He just he just loves the music. He just wanted to play. And so he started playing. And I remember at first he was all saying that, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm getting enough followers. And then more and more people in the Twitch community was like, you might need to talk to them. Right? <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> talk to them a little bit. You know, you Indeed. can't just play music. And, and I think, you know, he built a bunch of followers. A bunch of other people were letting him know, like, come on the raid or, or you know, like, you got to follow him. And I, in, in a way, kind of saved him because he's all like, look, man, I thought I was going to quit. But since I got this following now on Twitch, I don't, you know, I want to keep DJing. And next thing you know, you know, he's, he's still doing it. He's still doing it. Chris Palacio, yeah. Jay, it, it, he's a legendary dude. And and quick story for it, if you don't mind. Yeah. Quick story. When, when I first, before I first started DJing, because I DJed like junior high school and high school, um, me and, and and my boy, my best friend JP Zuzo, shout out to JP RIP, mm-hmm. passed away last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had taken me to. Uh, we were at his sister's cotillion, right? And the, and JP is his first cousin's Mark Zuzo, second to none, right? Yeah. So, so they needed help. So we were setting up turntables for like all the DJs, and I remember I set up me and JP had set up turntables for Chris Palacio. Mm-hmm. This is like ninety four, ninety five. Oh yeah, right? ninety four, ninety five. I'm like. And I was telling JP like I, we could do this, bro. Like we we should we should start DJing and do this because you know I've always had a love for music because I come from a very musical family. But so we started that, and and that's why the name Chris Palacio always like kind of kind of kind of sets it, it, it's like instained. You know what I mean? Just yeah, from yeah. that day. And so fast forward to a few months ago, shout out uh, the Club Savage DJs. They're based out in Stockton. Okay. They had Paul Styles that had had brought them on. To, to DJ oh, at Hometown, hometown Bowl, yeah, right? Yeah. And they have such a huge following that they, they a bunch of the DJs from Twitch, they they had pulled up, and Chris Palacio pulled up as well. Yeah. Yeah, pulled up. And I haven't seen him since freaking 94, 95. So yeah. it was dope seeing him, and it's dope seeing him still streaming on Twitch. Yeah. I mean, he was on this morning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he he's still doing it, bro. That guy's on. Seriously. Like, he's, he's on, like, how his mixtape was in 94, 95, Ooh. man. He had a mixtape. A lot of people don't know. There's uh, two DJs that that influenced me with their mixtape. Was one was Chris Palacio and then Chris the Rebel. Yes. So the, these guys came out yes. with mixtapes galore. Right. Right. So and then now, yeah, going going fast forward today, Chris Palacio is like he's on like seven in the morning on Sunday, like three thirty every day. 
And I think he just kind of found his calling back to DJing because there was a point where he wasn't going to DJ no more. He oh, really? Yeah, he, he, like he wasn't doing clubs anymore, right? Yeah, you know, he wasn't yeah. doing clubs, no radio. And, you know, you got all this music and you still love music. You still like putting like music together and transitioning music. It's like, but who are you doing in front of, you know? And then Twitch came along and uh, like revived everything. I want to say revived, but I'm just like, man, got him back on there and then. Much respect to him because, like, I used to listen to all his mixes, and his mix and Crystal Rebels mixes, and and then Jazzy Jim on the radio mm. was uh, those those guys were huge, 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 uh, big influence, um, you know, for the uh, DJ scene out here in the Bay Area. I think it was important, you know, when I started this podcast because it's, it's a bit of a spinoff from 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 my other IG page I've been doing, just like talking about food and kind of bringing all my I mean, I know Jay's not really active on IG and social media. But, you know, <laughs> not, not, not lately, but, but yeah. But I think it's important because I know there's other podcasts out there, mm-hmm. you know, that bring that bring a lot of the industry DJs kind of, you know, on the stage. But I think it was important to kind of bring out just the the pillars, the fixtures. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, I I I respect that that you mentioned that, but I was just my thing was I was just trying to be a part of the industry, mm. and you know, um, well, you're definitely a part of the industry, for sure. <laughs> so definitely a part. So um, you know, I wanted to just you know DJ at the clubs. I wanted I liked the the scene and everything, and I got my hands on a bit of everything, you know, and I'm hoping to you know teach all these uh, younger guys our, our younger team about the industry, but you know, a lot of things change, especially with social media nowadays, you know, you gotta, you definitely gotta keep up with your social media, um, in order to, um, uh, keep up with the game, but also network. Networking is the biggest thing about marketing for yourself. You got to network. You got to get out there. I think I sometimes just go out just to kind of just show face at the club and promoters, you know, just to kind of like, Hey, you know, I'm still around, you know, and then a lot of DJs need to do that too. You know, a lot of people in the industry need to do that. A lot of promoters too need to do that too. Yeah, it's it's ongoing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's never ending, and it's it, it's definitely ongoing. You know, got to keep it continual. So we talked about running. You know, running just 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 your your promotion, just running, just your ideas. Which honestly, man, I still talk about all. I I still talk about it with the homies that that just two just that pocket two thousand to two thousand two. Just your, you you running uh with the whole promotional factor your whole creation of just that pocket in San Ramon you know what I mean because everybody's in the city everybody's in San Jose so so we covered that covered radio covered just nightlife covered twitch um what are you doing currently I mean outside of just uh NSB and and working like like what else is going on with you so I think everybody even when you have your career right you you have to you have to have a focus on yourself. You got to set goals for yourself. Eventually, you're gonna uh, eventually grow up, right? You gotta you gotta think what's you gotta think of what's beyond. You know, I had to start thinking like what's beyond DJing. You know, one is also like you know I had my daughter, right? But also you know you got to start thinking about health and wealth, right? Um, how how are you gonna be physically, mentally? How are you gonna um, move? Um, Move, I guess not like totally move away, but how are you going to see yourself if that's not part of you anymore? So, and like, that's what I'm kind of doing right now. Kind of, kind of, um, setting myself up, um, 
to live this healthy lifestyle um, away from DJing, but also, you know, be financially stable, uh, creating wealth for me and my daughter, right? This is a, these are things that people need to think about when they do have a passionate job or a passionate career, right? You got to think about, um, you know, I like to say, like being an adult, right? You got to be an adult and responsible now, right? So that's uh, one of the main things I'm doing now, which is focusing on that. I do uh, focus still on the business. Um, like I said, any any business advice that they need, I come in, or if they need help, I come I come in and come in, in there. But uh, I think, the wisdom of Jason VIP. <laughs> you know my you know um, my main focus is you know uh, self help self help right now self help you know like trying to improve myself every day you know and uh, people out there you need to write down your goals you know write down your one year three year five year goals and 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 then um, execute those goals the steps to do that you know. And then make sure everybody's mentally right. You know, this pandemic was hard. It's hard for a lot of people, you know. Uh, people have lost jobs. People didn't know where their job's going to go, what they're going to do about their family. But you want to make sure to take care of your mental health. Give your give your, give your your body some time to rest, recover, heal. And then also then then start and then start um, improving yourself Okay. every day. You know what I'm saying? So you're, um, so you're slowly taking a step down. Uh, yes, I would say it's slowly, 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 because <laughs> you're a legend on these streets, man. You're a legend. No, no, man. A I'm a legend. I'm only a legend to all the people, I guess my age now. <laughs> Jay, Jay, don't make me replay, don't make me replay that freaking Instagram story that I posted of you when you never leave an arena, bro. That was, that was legendary. Yeah. Legendary. I just, I, just, I like, I like doing parties here and there just to kind of keep myself. You um, like or you love? I love, I love it. No, no. Come like on. I said, I love it's like for you know like people performing in front yes. of the crowd people yes, will still, yes, yes. it don't matter if it's two people one person or a, a thousand people you know what i'm saying you're still performing in front of somebody right even if you're doing it on streaming you're yeah. performing in front of somebody for right? sure but i love um my thing is i love the mu music part of it you got to have a passion for music. if you're a dj you got to have some sort of passion for music and one of the thing is is, is how you transition that music and what makes it challenging is people. Your crowd makes it challenging. Yeah. So you don't know the person in front of you what he or she likes, right? Mm -hmm. But if you can make that person's day, you know, when they came out, you know, with the music, with you know, and I tell you, you know, like music is universal, right? Universal, like as far as like it doesn't matter what race, religion, age group, right? Um, you know, music is speaks universal to people, but if you could put that together and make them feel happy and they, and then go home and say, damn, you know, tonight was amazing. You know, mm -hmm. the music was amazing, you know? So, and, uh, you know, because of the DJ or whoever was performing, it can even be, a, it doesn't even have to be a DJ. It could be also like, you know, someone performing a live yeah. band or something. Or right? a bottle girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but yeah, that's a, that would always be the. The passion for me is, um, is when I play that music, I play the right music, um, and it, 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 it captures the audience. Then I'm a whole, and then I'm actually capturing the audience too now with emceeing these weddings. Talk um, to him, Jay. Talk to him. I mean, I never thought I would be a wedding MC, but I keep getting calls for it, and how it changes these um, these wedding couples' lives. 
you know, when uh, when you go out there and not only DJ, but you, you, you're you a great MC for the event. I think the other day um, I got a, a Facebook message from the guy. Just, this guy's name is Jason, too. And he hits me up on uh, IG. He's like, hey. I'm like, hey. He doesn't even introduce himself, right? <laughs> like he, he just said in front of mess. I'm like, hey. Hey. <laughs> like, uh, hey, what's up, right? He's like. Hey, um, uh, my name's Jason, and then he's all like, "I need a, uh, I need a DJ and MC." I'm like, "Cool, um, you know, let's set up a phone meeting." I set up a phone meeting. The first thing I wanted to ask him was like, "Dude, how did you hear about me?" <laughs> right? Because I don't, I, like I said, I don't, um, I don't have a website or a business card. Um, I always just give people my personal number sometimes, or it's a referral. He's all like, "Oh, I looked at, um." I looked at NSB or I looked at DJ Crooks like video because he's going to be my videographer. Yeah. And I noticed that he was, you were one of the MCs and the DJs. So I hit you up. I'm like, all right, cool. So you don't, you've never really heard of me. Right? So yeah. right? you never heard of me. You seen me. Yeah. You seen me. But you don't but know you me. Know, know me. So he hires me to go DJ and I meet him for the first time at the gig and I MC and I, de- this was one of the few times that I did the MC and DJ. Usually I like to hire a DJ so I can focus on MCing the party. Like I'm basically running the whole program, right? Making it easier for the wedding planners, right? So I'm doing both. And at the end of the night, he comes like, look, you are beyond what I expected. This is amazing. I'm glad I hired you. And three months later, he just hits me up last week. He's like, hey, how's everything going? I'm like, everything's going good. Hey, I just want to thank you again for you know doing my wedding you know like we are now seeing the video and we you know even though this wedding was only like 80 people because of covid everybody had so much fun till the end of the night and people are still talking about that wedding so that 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 jumps out to me all the time if i can bring you know that 100 percent satisfaction to my clients you know, all the time. And and my team can do that too. Touching lives, bro. You Touching know? lives, so, what I call it. Touching and, lives. And there's like, I've done so many weddings, you know, a lot of weddings, um, you know, um, and I don't think I've had a bad one. I'm hoping I'd never have a bad one, but, but it definitely touches me to do all these weddings and have, make sure I was a part of these uh, people's lives like that. You know? I mean, you're, you're doing great things. I mean, I remember getting a phone call or a text from my cousin a couple of years ago, right? And she's like, yeah, you know, we were in Sausalito and we were in town for a couple of days. And this is before pandemic. We were in Sausalito for a couple of days, went to our friend's wedding. And there was this MC there, right? And he was like, and he made the night. And I think you might know him, right? So I'm like, okay, uh, what's his name? She's like, well, I, I, I approached him at the end of the night. He, his name is Jason. I'm like, it can't be Jason Villarreal's. It cannot be Jason Villarreal's. But but you told me it was you. And I think I, I hit you up like the following week. Like you, you DJ my cousin's friend's wedding, you know, and um, and that's just a testament, man, of, of just your, your body of work, you know, and everybody flocks with even beyond just the body of DJing, you know, for you to kind of plug in. And like it's like a second nature, man. Like, you know, you're yeah, doing yeah. it. You know what I mean? I'm all, um, so when you're doing it, when you've been doing it for so long, you know how to engage with your clients and, and make them feel comfortable, make sure they trust you. And then, then you, you do what you've been doing. You, you know, you make sure I always tell people like, if you don't have an MC, you might want to get an MC that is engaging with the crowd. Cause that will set the tone for your whole wedding. Once you do that intro for the wedding, the way you do that intro for the wedding 
that's the vibe already for the whole night. They people are after that intro, people are gonna be like, Man, we all party. We are gonna so party. Like, you know, like the way the way they came in right now with that intro and how the MC and the music was all going together. And then I think with Paul I know Paul Stall has his dance floors and these sparklers and and then he has these low laying fog. Like, man, that's the vibe. You're creating a whole vibe. Yo, that fog, that's fog though. <laughs> yeah. I seen on IG that thing is legendary, yes. bro. So you, legendary. Like they're on they are on clouds, right? They're on cloud yeah. nine, right? Yes. You know, they're on the clouds, right? And then you got you got sparklers like it's WWE, you know? So but that's um that's the experience that me me and my company is um trying to throw out to you. This is this is gonna be an unforgettable experience, you know. I think trying is shouldn't even be tied into conversation. I think you guys are doing it and you know, I see the post and I tell Paul all the time, because you know, Paul and try Paul and I try to link up at least once a month for dinner. Mm. And you guys are doing incredible things. Incredible yeah. things, next level things. And it, it honestly it it's a bit of a dying art. And not 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 I'm saying I'm I, I criticize, but I do I do analyze and I study, you know, whether it be whether it be a, a gig at a club or even even a mobile gig like a wedding. Like like I haven't been there live in person, IRL, but just from what I've seen. You guys are doing incredible, phenomenal things. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's seriously. so my thing is like, yeah, I bring in that experience, but uh, with Paul and the rest of the team, they are they are passionate and they are they are giving you the full effect of that experience now. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, wow, it's just that wow factor. You know, when companies like uh, like big companies they say, hey, you know, are you are you bringing that wow factor? That's what we're doing. We're bringing that wow factor, man. And I'll let people know. Spend spend if you're if you're gonna spend money spend money on a great um dj company and mc for your wedding you know um it's important it's very important you know very important do not go cheap on it you know there's a reason the price that we have it uh, is what it is you know so that's what it is man so jay tell me this i know that you're kind of slowly stepping down slowly stepping down from dj okay um, and I, I know deep inside, you still have a love for music. I remember when you and I were leaving a club, it might've been the Valencia room and you were playing like an, an, an Omarion record in the car. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I never heard this. Right. But we, were, <laughs> we were just kind of switching song, trading songs. But so tell me this, um, you're in the whip, you're driving to work, driving around, um, top five artists you're listening to right now in the car. Ooh. Talking about like like the new or just kind of like no no just in general just just in general general. and and on top of that let me know if it's off of like a music platform like Spotify or or Apple Music or or if their MP3 is actually saved into your phone like what do you listen to currently okay so let's take a step back here so please please in order for me to stay current music I've been having my like niece or nephews like share their playlist okay you know right so like uh, you know. And surprisingly, uh, what I've been noticing with my niece and nephews is that they got a lot of 90s hits. They're like into the 90s, uh, 90s music, you know, uh, 90s music, 80s music. Um, um, but I know a lot of people are like, you know, like try to stay in tune to like all the new music and stuff. My my thing is, um, so I do a lot of hiking, a lot of road trips. I like, um, I like, a you know, like different types of music um 
after Jay, Jay you're going too deep, Jay. <laughs> you're going way too deep. <laughs> Let's talk about yesterday. Let's talk about today. Oh, today's music. Did, did you play music today? Not not today, like it's a today. Oh, oh, but like 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 you know, you you're out today, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So you're playing music in the car. Just, just let me know what, what you're listening to currently. Like I, so, I want to know like what you what you're listening to in the headphones in the car. Oh, okay. So in the car, because this is this is what I just play. in the car, in the car, in the car. I'm playing. I'm playing. Weird. I'm playing the uh, the Drake, uh, Lil Wayne. Okay. Uh, it's my hype of music before I go to the gym. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. What's uh man? Oh, was it uh is it right there or? Man, dude, what? I can't even get the title. See, this is this is a thing about DJing, man. There's so much music. Get the phone, that bro. You, you forget. If you need to get know, the phone, just to kind of reference you know for let me know. Um, but I know, um, I know. Oh, over the weekend because we had the Niner game, and I was playing the Big Step and Forty Nine er remix. Okay, Ooh. okay, okay. Man, shout out to the Niners. Had <laughs> shout out to the I Niners. I know, man. I was out in LA, and uh, man, I had to rent a car, and I was just bumping all the Bay Area stuff. A lot of bay, a lot of a lot of people came out to the game, um, but um, yeah, there's music that I've listened to. It's only because it's like on the way to uh, on the way to the uh, to the gym. Mm. Uh, I I listen right now. They I listen to a lot of uh, motivational speaking or podcasts. Talk to know, me. So okay. That's my uh, podcast, uh, huh? Uh, yeah, podcast. Add me, dog. Add me one time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna add you. One your yours is one of my podcasts. I'm you adding. Better now. be on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, music, um, I think, uh, a lot of people are getting their music is through TikTok nowadays, man. They're not listening to radio. Hey, but there's bangers on TikTok though. Yeah. Like there's bangers on there. Yeah. So, um, my daughter will have a bunch of videos just playing in the background. I'll be like, dude, who's that? You know, like, was it Olivia Rodrigo or right? Right. I think she's an artist, right? Um, like I know she's a pop artist. I think she's half Filipino too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I had a reference yeah, that yeah. One. So my daughter's like, "Yeah, can you play Olivia Rodrigo?" I'm like, what? Okay. And Jay's right. like, "Who's like, that? Who, who is this?" <laughs> but as long as there's no like super yeah. explicit lyrics, like, You're like I got, right. I got Alicia Keys in the car. Like I'm all like I'm digging it. I got Tracy Spencer in the car. <laughs> I'm like I'm digging it though. Hey, hey, right. hey, hey, Jay. I got Lil Mo in the car. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Um, was it uh, Kid Leroy? I was listening to a couple of his tracks that was coming out. Okay. So, um, uh, you know who I got really into? Uh, uh, was it Machine Gun Kelly? MGK. Yeah, MGK. His uh, his shout style. Out, shout out Megan Fox. His style has. I love you. Is changed. So, girl that I'm dating right now got me into uh, Machine Gun Kelly. But, dating. So yeah. So. Ooh. Uh, so you get influenced by all the people that you know that surround you. You know. So so. Um, you know, Machine Gun Kelly was one of them. Like she was letting me know that, like, look, this is um, this is how he sounded. He was trying to sound all hip hop, right? But now he's got into a little bit more rock, and all sure. that. I kind of like that transition. Uh, another group that I'm listening to is uh, Dirty Heads. Dirty Heads is, um, and I wanted to see them, you know, like at the Cali Roots Festival. Um, I think uh, those are the one over there. In, uh, not the Cali Roots Festival, the uh, Reggae Rise over in Vegas. Over okay. in Vegas, yeah. Okay. So Dirty Heads, I don't know if people um, should look them up. They got some great music, man. So great music. So, um, but I'm old. I'm always being old school head, but I will still respect the new school okay. music all, all the right. time. All the new school. So music. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because um, you know, every time every time you and I get together, it's a rarity I really get to pick your brain on music. Right? <laughs> and and I I don't know why, but I'm like, man, I should be in Jay's head. 
because I, I I love music. I come. I mean, as I mentioned, I come from a very musical family. You know, I, I'm I'm always in the headphones. But let me ask you this: so thinking about just just the classic hits, right? Classic. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's talk about like just 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 being with Boo, right? And 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 you're chilling, you're cooling out. You want to play something nice just to kind of mellow out dinner, candles, and everything. What does Jason? Villarreal's play. Oh man, we playing the Keith Sweat, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> Talk to him. Okay, Keith Sweat. Okay, on, man. Build on it. We building. We, we playing the Keith Sweat. Okay, man. which 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 titles are we playing? Oh man, I'll give all my love to you. Make it last yep, right forever. Yeah, How deep is your give love? Give my love to you. you know that's the one. That's the one. That's okay. your, that's what you're starting off with. Okay. And man, what are you doing? You you're you're being the background singer too, man. Why okay. you saying that shit, okay. dude? Right? Okay. Right? Um, there's two way. I think there's two ways you go, you're going into it. Are you are you are you playing music to flirt a little bit with it, or you and then you're playing then right Jay, after? Jay, 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 you're going too deep, Jay. You're going too deep. <laughs> no, no, I just want to know what you're playing just for ambiance. Ambiance, what? Just, just just for ambiance <laughs> and just kind of feeling that vibe. So Keith Sweat, okay. So let me ask you this: If you're if you're cooling out on a solo tip, right? If you're by yourself, yeah. say if you're just like, say if you got a gig or something, yeah, right. Say if yeah. you got a gig in the city, and you know you're off work, you've been decompressing all day, and you just you just kind of head out to mellow out. What do you play? Ooh, ooh. What do you play? Man, what am I playing just to kind of mellow out? I mean, there is a lot of um, I go with the reggae island music, okay. a lot of reggae island music because I used to live out in Hawaii. And nice. if, if you're living out in Hawaii and you see the sun and you're driving or wherever you're at, you're on the beach, how can you be sad or mad? Right. Right. You know, right. right, right, right. But um, I like reggae island music because it's it's the was it the reggae island beat? But they're telling you an R&B story. You know what I'm saying? That's what uh, reggae island music. They're always telling you some kind of like uh a love story or the story behind it yeah yeah you know saying yeah. so like you know like sammy J, right you yes know what I'm saying definitely sammy J, Kaloi kai yes Kaloi kai man you playing some Kaloi kai man i've been to this concert Ooh, man speaking to me man speaking to a lot of people man so i have yet to go <laughs> i've yet to attend so yeah yeah so if you uh reggae island music will always uh make me happy you know bring me to my happy place I like that. you know what i'm saying so that's what I'm vibing to just to get me in a good mood, you know, you know. And then people have I know people have different types of genre, different type of music when they're in different settings, right? You know, you're gonna have a different setting when, you know, you you out with the boys, right? Oh, most what definitely. You, but you playing without your boys, man. Most I'll definitely. Play, what are you gonna play? Oh, you know I'm Tell gonna me, play. Talk I'm, to I'm gonna play Usher, you don't have to call. Oh you know what I'm saying, right? we we okay. bumping that, we getting ready for the club. Okay. Right? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. You mean to tell me you're getting ready to go to club? Yep. In the city. Which club, first of all? Which club? Oh, man, I don't even know, man. Okay, all right. I know me and Art are going to uh, Skylark. Okay, Skylark. So we're going to Skylark. So you mean to tell me the first track you play in the whip is Usher, You Don't Have to Call, which is a banger, by the way. It's, it's a, a classic r It's banger. a banger. You, you're letting you know you out with your homies. Facts. And, you know, whatever, you know, your girl, you know, you're letting the girl, you're letting your girl know that it's a boy's night out, right? Okay. Boy's night out. Okay. Right? But then you're going to work your way up, man. You know, like if you cruising the mission, 
you're playing you're playing some cell ski living up in a barrier right you You know what i'm saying right like you rolling down the windows and you're bumping up you're bumping up i know people i know people out in la man when they roll up they playing the nipsey hustle you know Mm. what i'm saying they roll they they doing that right facts right that's that's what you're doing windows down hey vallejo we playing mac dre and vallejo playing the mac dre it's a must right everybody's doing that you know so I know these younger kids, man. They playing the sob, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Man, they they you know they got they rolling down the windows to that, man. So. Jay, do you do you still keep a pulse on today's music? I know we talked about a little bit about like TikTok music, but do you still keep a pulse on like what's hot in the clubs and what's what's hot? So what everybody listens that's, to. Right I think that's one of the main reasons why I still make it out to the club. I'm going out to the clubs to kind of see just what, to listen to just to, to listen to the to sets, like, listen to the set. Which which songs are like like jumping? Um, you're not gonna get that like listening to the radio, man. You gotta you got you gotta go out there. And um, I know when I go to the gym, my, my trainers he's like ten years young. One of my trainers is young, ten years younger, and he has a playlist, and he he got some slaps. And I'm all like, dude, what's that song? I'm not. I never heard that. Let me yeah. let me add that on my playlist. Right. But you gotta do. You gotta go out there and do your research. You know. You if you to. wanna, if you wanna become, if you still wanna DJ at these clubs, you know, it was easy when when I was on radio. Yeah. Right? On radio, I always had to keep up, and yeah. we and and our music director gave us a, like a top fifty of the week. Sure. And so we already knew what's hot, right? Well, we know what's hot, right? Hey, shout there, out right? to the all shout out to all the hardworking PDs for the radio station, right? Yeah, now, yeah, for sure. Too. So, but um yeah i'm out there i'm out there at the club you know what i'm saying i'm out there um kind of listening to younger djs and and we used to we, we call it the oh shit record right uh, so when when a banger goes on they be people in the crowd be like oh shit right, right so yeah so we're looking for that oh shit record right and you know and what you do you take that song because with your experience you're going to see what blends with it before and after mm-hmm. and how it's going to continue that that vibe once you play the next transition of the song right. cuz you could have a banger but after you have a banger you play some some whack ass shit that you just killed your what was the whole point? What was the whole point of you playing that banger? Exactly. Right? If you just killed it with the next song. Exactly. You didn't transition it right, you know what I'm saying? So you you're you're I know when you go and listen to these DJs, trust me, you're not copying these DJs, whatever. You just want to know who the, what the banger is, and then you're going to put it together, your style, your style, and the way you want to flip it. You know, so some people will be flipping the track and and then making it more hot, you know, make it keep it going. So, and, and that's like one of, one, of the, one of the things as a DJ that you should learn is your transition, you know. Transitions is very important. It's vital. always important, man. You can never go wrong with a simple, Talk left, to simple channel one to channel two mix. Hello, from one song to the next song. If right. you got the right song on the left side, and then the next banger on the right side, that could be way better than all the features that's on that mixer. Oh, for sure. So you know the rolls and the slicers yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. I yeah, mean, for sure. You gain horns and stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> horns and drops. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's cool and all. Reverb out. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, like I said. Uh, DJing is about the music, uh, the music and transitioning the music, right? So I can see a, a, a wedding DJ. He might not even have a full turntable set up, a controller, mm-hmm. but he has a playlist that's that is fire, exactly. right after fire, exactly. fire, 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 and he's never gonna lose this crowd because he knows exactly the, what to play for that crowd. Then you can have this great talented DJ that's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna stick to my set. 
And that's it. That's it. Might not work for that crowd. And he just killed it, killed it, and killed Here's it. Here's the crazy thing, because I, I still, whenever I'm out, whether it's it's seeing homies, you know what I mean, uh, at their gigs, I'm just really a big, even in the Bay, I'm a very big set analyzer, mm-hmm. which yeah. I'm sure you could yeah. attest to, but yeah, you just yeah. told me yeah. you're out just analyzing music, analyzing the sets, the yeah. transitions, all the above. Yeah. Right? Um, and... I think that the craft now in these days, um, at least with some DJs, I, I can't put them all together, but some DJs, it, it, it's, it's almost, how can I put this? It's, it's a very fundamental approach. Yes. Because it sounds the same. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, prior to the Serato days, prior to, to the technology available, we had to, you know, you had to get creative with what you had. Yeah. Which wasn't much. Which you know, which wasn't much. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you're marking records. You had to mark um, records. You had to use a record for just twenty seconds, flipping to the next. Indeed, record, right? Indeed. You know? And so. there's 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 no hot cue pads. Yeah, okay. No hot cues. No hot cues. You, you can get the nally. You, you can edit the song to make it. You know, so you didn't have to do all that. Now right. nowadays, you can just edit it, right? You know, you can to make it a hot track. Yeah, for like sure. Like I said, like you know, there's two ways. There's a the, the simple fundamental can actually still rock the crowd. But also all the extra features will also separate you from the separate you from the good and the really great DJs. Yeah, for sure. You know, so if you you know, like a lot of the great DJs utilize all the features now. Right. And they're you know, they're they're that's there for you to use and create your style. You know? Well it's funny. I don't want to say funny, but you know, I I, back during the pandemic I used to do I used to do this uh, this cooking show, right? At my cousin's house. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like I would, I would, I would DJ and he would, he would present his food and, and cook live on IG. And I would have guest DJs come in to DJ and I had you on. And I remember standing next to you and then we were just talking about transitions like, B, this is what you do. You do this, you do that. Like, like you literally turned that freaking kitchen up <laughs> like it was a club. Cause I, I was watching the footage like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Right. And I think I might have tagged you in a couple of videos when we first posted it, but, but man, you had that lit. Like it felt, it literally felt like <laughs> low key Kelly's Mission Rock. Yeah. Kelly's Mission Rock in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was popping <laughs> though, man. It was definitely popping. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a, it's weird because you know, like you don't really have a crowd, but you know, you have a stream of a crowd. So, yeah. So it's kind of like, it's 23rd you know, people have been there. 23rd. Yeah. 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 No, but you're just like, but you know that whoever's listening, you gotta, you gotta still give your hundred percent. Like you're rocking in front of oh, a huge crowd, right? Exactly. You, <laughs> you were on the mic like were like hundred fifty people, hundred fifty in the club. <laughs> so that and you, I think um, all artists should should be like that. You know, if if you were a band, an upcoming band, and one night you might do two hundred people, and then another day you might only have thirty people. You better rock the same way. Oh, for sure. Because those thirty people, you might have heavily influenced those thirty people than the other the two hundred that you just did the night before. Sure. So you better get you better give your hundred percent all the time. For sure. You know? So yeah. Well, Jelly Man is kind of switching gears. I know that you're kinda of stepping down from DJing or slowly stepping down. You know, when I get married, if I get married, like will you be because when I get married, I want to have like a lineup of DJs. So uh, <laughs> so can I please count on you to be one of the guys to to DJ? Uh, how about this? I MC your wedding. Oh, yeah, there you go. Even better. <laughs> Even yeah. better. Yeah. Well, Jay, just you know, you know, I got a really big birthday coming up. Uh, oh this yeah, year. yeah. A really big yep, birthday. Yep, yep. So, um, yep. just so you know, I'm lining up talent. 
Yeah. Uh, Paul Styles already already committed to supplying <laughs> sound yeah, yeah, yeah. for my birthday, yeah. man. So we gotta have you on. Either open it, pop oh. in the middle, or close it, man. I gotta have you on there, bro. I gotta have you. Of on course, man. Show. No, definitely, definitely gonna be there, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm more there to party. Like, I'll do the opening thing so I can just oh yeah, it's funny. Be drunk the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Me and Jay had a gig together last year, and Jay's like, "Yeah, bro, just you know, I'm only here for the drinks. I'm only, I mean, I help yeah. you, I help you clean the wires up, but I'm only here for the drinks. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. So, so in closing, man. So you're stepping down. You know, you're you're working a full time gig. You're you definitely have a lot of things in motion as far as just improving yourself and. And uh, self invention and kind of venturing off. Um, your daughter's what, eight years old now? Yeah, she's eight. Uh, keeping me busy. Um, you know, she's doing gymnastics, school, um, you know. Single dad, right? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Is there a so, uh, is there a Mrs. Uh, Jason VIP by chance or no? <laughs> right now, right now is the focus of my daughter and career. Okay. You know, and 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 uh, just being healthy. You know, setting up wealth. Um, you know, being financially stable. Gotcha. Um, but the the business or the the DJ career will always be there as long. It better be. Yeah. You know, always be there. I'm not highly active, but um, you know, I'm here to support like all the younger generation. You know, and how they could take their passion and. And make a uh, steady income with their passion. Most definitely. Saying, but also, you know, it's never going to go. It's Like I said, it's ne- if you love this, it's never going to go away from you. You know, so, but I'm hoping to, you know, just just hang with the, hang with the younger generation, but also just teach them, you know, like whatever I know. And they could also teach me too. Definitely learning a lot from the younger generation. Come on, Jay. Too. You're still hanging, Jay. So learning Stop a lot it, from Jay. the younger generation here, man. You're still hanging, Jay. <laughs> listen, Jay, listen. In closing, man, listen, you're, you're, you're definitely a pillar in my book in the architecture of just just nightlife and and djing and promotions here in the bay area um i'm I'm definitely blessed and fortunate to kind of have you on the show to kind of tell your story and allow me to pick your brain quite a bit man like like seriously it's it's definitely a pleasure yeah yes yeah, it's, hey, it's a pleasure thank you for having me I, I love sharing my story with everybody and my experience and i'm hoping that it's an inspiration for everybody else man oh it definitely is man you're <laughs> live here man the very way podcast man i'm your host very flow we're closing out with jason vip as yes, i know sir. him jason glorious